0: My name is Sander and I'm a big fan of coffee cocoa and the climate and since you're watching I'm going to bet that you are too. When you're like us you love talking about how we can produce all the commodities we love so much while remaining within our planetary boundaries. This month in the Carbocast we're doing it slightly different and I've asked my colleague Robert-Chan to present three episodes about the European deforestation regulation. Robert-Chan
1: take it away. For this third and final EUDR, Lena specializes in everything related to the EUDR and Reina oversees sustainability strategies from a country level. Lena and Reina talked about the awareness within the industry, but also about the uncertainties that the law brings. Specifically, how smallholders face the risk of being left out of the supply chains. And finally, we talked about Chibos methodologies that address multiple issues within the supply chain. This was my talk with Lena and Reina from Chibo Coffee. First question is, how do you see the industry responding to the EUDR within uh, uh, coffee or in the coffee supply chains?
0: So overall, um, I think that in the meantime, everyone is aware of the importance of this legislation. One thing um which is really important is that we share the goal, the overall goal of the EUDR, and uh, deforestation is really an important topic we need to tackle. So we also welcome that there is a regulation generally, um, as we know that voluntary commitments are often not sufficient
2: yes i would like to to just briefly compliment i think lena already highlighted many of the tricky topics the 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 general intention behind the regulation is absolutely necessary we need to be very clear about that while the road towards a valuable implementation is a good one it's just that we have the challenge of many uncertainties and challenges behind that um And what we also do have is a very specific situation in the coffee sector where many countries have very specific needs. And this is something that requires a lot of attention and requires time to be analyzed. And while we do absolutely, if we, for example, talk about deforestation, want to back up and we need to get there, that's absolutely clear. But we are just fearing that... By the way, this this regulation has been formulated, it's going to be very, very difficult to avoid that certain countries will be ahead of others.
1: Just a question in between which countries are, are further ahead?
2: I think in the coffee sector, it's not a secret that we all know that Brazil and Vietnam are the most established in terms of coffee production efficiency, in terms of local requirements and local regulations as well and the countries which have bigger challenges in terms of infrastructure, in terms of land titles, in terms of more smallholders, uh, in terms of land area distribution, will be the ones that have bigger challenges in order to follow the requirements of this regulation.
1: Um, maybe you already answered this, but what are the like the practical concerns uh, about the EUDR?
0: So, um The possible unintended consequences, um, especially for smallholder or also for smaller coffee producing countries are probably the most important one. So uh, due to this new market barriers, smallholders may end up being excluded from, from international value chains and not because they deforested their land. but only because they are not able to fulfill all the requirements like collecting geolocations. And the thing is, if a farmer or a region or even a whole country is cut off the European market, it will be very tough to get back in. For us as a company, there are other issues like the legal text, the short time period for implementation, and um, yeah, the missing missing guidelines from from the European Commission. Um, there are things like how to assess the circumvention risk, um, how to prove legality. All these things are still not
2: clear for us. What I sense in my area is especially the challenges and just being able to understand what the regulation is actually saying. We talk about timelines. We talk about documents that are supposed to be handed in. We talk about interpretation of cutoff dates. We talk about, are we talking about a moment of fulfilling a contract of signing a contract of when a a plant or a tree in this case is actually being planted. Um, that that from my point of view is one of the main challenges that we need to be able to process this, and we are we are having a lot of trouble.
0: There are different estimations circulating on how many farmers have have mapped their plots, um, but uh, what's sure what's for sure is that not all farmers will be able to to provide the uh, geolocations by the end of 2024.
2: And maybe just briefly backing this as well, we know that around 95, probably even 98% of the coffee that we consume is being produced by smallholder, the definition of which is having between 0.5 and two hectares of land. And it's not only coffee on that land, there's many other plants that are in that land, there might be um, animals on that land as well. So obviously, if you have that small of an area, we're talking about roughly two football fields. It's not necessarily um, clear that you do have the possibility of track these via GPS and provide the exact locations to another authority and that just i think needs to become clear if you're actually trying to realize what's behind the regulation.
1: What would your advice be? How can the UDR committee or like the EU commission make better laws going forward?
2: I think actually that being blunt in such a position is a good character trait to have because you need to have courage. You need to be able to move forward and regulation has in many cases support especially sustainability agendas which as Lena stated earlier is often not sufficiently um, realized by going there voluntarily. So you need to have this courage, you need to be able to move forward. What I would advise is to check in more with the sector, with experts in terms of gaining and understanding what the actual situation in the sector, in the specific country is, in order not to get to, um, to situations where you achieve the exact opposite namely pushing the already disadvantaged people out of the market entirely.
1: So I want to discover what you're seeing in the market. We have the the whole tech side and the the remote sensing companies. That's just one perspective. But do you see other initiatives going forward?
0: I would say there is not one uh, specific initiative um we see that there are many actors supporting farmers in providing all the necessary data and so on and i think this is important um to to fulfill the requirements of of the eudr but only from collecting data no single tree will be be saved
2: yeah there's there's really a whole lot of plenty initiatives that are trying to facilitate the adoption of this new regulation there's obviously a lot of business cases around this as well um, i'm sure Alina is experiencing that as well that the amount of suggestions that we receive in terms of do you want to work together with us we have the per- perfect solution of being compliant just talk with us please there's there's really a lot of very good and innovative business people out there that understand that the sector is having trouble in order to to adjust to this new movement and need support. And this can be coming from the technical side, as you've already suggested as well. Uh, we are working together with service providers that have a, a strong degree of both, including the technical side, as well as um, adjusting to it from an uh, artificial intelligence point of view. So sort of merging different approaches which is super interesting and from that point of view also clearly being a good um, stimulus to the entire sector of reinventing itself of trying new technology and there's also the more subtle kind of way of just joining forces and say how do you read this we understand it this way we're trying to adjust in that way what are process that you're trying to put into place so yes there's a lot of initiatives but from my Humble point of view, there's not the one initiative that's going to solve our problems by tomorrow. I think if I talk about technology, I would structure it differently. I would not look at it from a country point of view or location point of view, but topic point of view. So you got technology, for example, mapping, coffee plots. Um, landscapes, territories, trying to market with geolocation, trying to market with polygons. That's one technology, but that's not going to solve the entire trouble around how do we clear coffee to be, for example, free of human rights violations. That's got nothing to do with space, with area. That's a completely different dimension. You need different solutions to that. So I think that's that, that's probably the challenge. We need to think in different dimensions, and we come from locations. We move towards quality of life aspects, but also human rights kind of point of views. And that's that's from my point of view one of the troubles that we're juggling right now. So what what I could I recommend something to whomever else is in our position is to think a little bit away from countries, think a little bit away from perfect technical approaches, but try to think methodology. And that's
1: mm.
2: a very step-by-step kind of probably German way of doing things, <laughs> but the way, if ever we, we, are, we are being interviewed in our strategy on how we try to approach um, an efficient way of solving challenges in a specific country is to look at it specifically So we try to understand what is the external solution. Do we have a problem with poverty? Do we have a problem with infrastructure? Do we have a problem with governments? Do we have a problem with land titles? What, what, What are the external challenges that we're looking at? Then we are also paying a lot of money and trying to better understand what is the situation on the ground. Like how do specific coffee farmers and our supply chains cope with that? And how can we support support? programs, projects, whatever you want to call it, then again have another second step and see, are these programs actually efficient? Does it show the outcome that we need to be seeing in order to give stimulus and and incentive to these coffee communities to keep on doing what they're doing, which is producing coffee? And Mm -hmm. if not, because something in the out um, well, and, and, and the environment change because of new regulations or because of uh, lack of infrastructure, which we as roaster cannot build, but we can only support in being built. Then obviously we're not doing we're not doing all of our work correctly. So we need to adjust our plan, mm-hmm. and that's why I why I was thinking you need to be not thinking you need to be working with that service provider in that country to solve that program, but you need to rather think in kind of a circular approach.
1: So methodology. Yes. I hope this conversation gave you some new insights into the EUDR. Anyway, this was my conversation with them. I would like to hear your perspective on the EUDR. So send a message, comment below, or send us an email.